This is 89.1 WEMU, and as we speak, we're about a month and a half away from Thanksgiving. We're also still in a public health crisis and global pandemic. While we start making those plans for a holiday feast, it's worth remembering that food insecurity remains a huge issue right here in our community. And among the hardest hit are our aging friends. I'm David Fair, and welcome to Washington United. It's our weekly exploration of equity and opportunity. Our guest today is also preparing for holiday meals and assessing and carrying forward the lessons learned through the pandemic. Allison Foreman is president and CEO of Ypsilanti Meals on Wheels, and it's nice to talk with you again, Allison. It's also great to talk with you again, David. I know it's been a while since we've been able to chat, and I'm so glad that we can talk about um, everything that's been going on during the pandemic and prepping for the holidays. So there was that point in the pandemic, Allison, where your delivery volunteers and staff were unable to make direct contact with the elderly people you were helping feed. There had to be an emotional toll for all involved. There really was. I mean, we pivoted really quickly. So we kind of were a little bit ahead of the game. Like we've been, we had been watching what was going on with the pandemic overseas and we kind of got started um, like in late February, very early March, of starting to identify ways to be safer to visit with our clients and deliver their meals. And so we had started talking with Michigan Medicine, who produces our meals for us, about ways that we could make changes to be safer. By the second week of March, when it came down that you know we needed to start sheltering in place, we were already prepared and pivoted from six days a week of meal delivery down to three days a week of meal delivery, but still providing seven days of nutrition. So we went from serving Monday through Saturday to delivering on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And so we provided our hot lunchtime meals on those days, and then we provided three additional meals for them until we'd be back on that Wednesday. And we went from going inside homes and hugging and smiling to meeting people at the door, wearing masks and socially distancing. So there was a big shift for us to not coming into the the home anymore. That makes a difference, too, because beyond delivering food, being able to have that contact with those you serve allows for drivers, staff and volunteers to make some assessment about a person's well-being. And if need be, you can then reach out to others to make sure they get the help and assistance they need. Were those efforts hampered because of that lack of more personalized contact? So it started out as um, being a bit of a challenge and very quickly our staff pivoted to allow for connecting with other resources. And within the first month of the pandemic, we launched a friendly caller program called Only a Ring Away. So our staff and many volunteers had started out with about 50 friendly callers. And so they called at least twice a week to catch up with seniors, to ask them how their day was going, to ask them questions about you know how they're feeling about being isolated, what items they might need to care for themselves in the home. So all of that information was then put into SurveyMonkey, and it went back to our social workers who would then connect them with resources in the community. Additionally, our staff One of my staff members, she really missed being able to hug people and smile. She (laughs) learned to juggle. And so outside of people's houses, they'd be at their window and she'd juggle for them. Oh, that's (laughs) amazing. Yeah, it was cute that she did that. Now, as we have gradually begun to reopen our communities, are you back to full operation? We are not. Because we serve the most vulnerable and we've seen a breakthrough COVID cases, we know we're still dealing with those who are the most vulnerable in our population Um, 85% of our clients have two or more uh, significant medical diagnosis that make them more susceptible to the pandemic. 
And so we talked with our sister program, Ann Arbor Meals on Wheels, who also operates out of the same commissary of Michigan Medicine. And we talked with folks over at the hospital system, and they suggested we continue to stay on three days a week and through through about winter, through the end of winter of 2022. So for another three to six months, um, we're going to do that. But we had been making plans to reopen on September 13th. And two weeks before that, um, with a lot of guidance and we had seen the COVID cases going back up, we decided to stay on the three days a week. Washington All United in our conversation with Ypsilanti Meals on Wheels, President Allison Foreman continues on 89.1 WEMU. So we talked about all the pivots and adaptations that needed to be made in service. In what I believe can be called an expansion, you have a specifically funded program with the acronym CAPABLE, Community Aging in Place, Advancing Better Living for Elders. This is a demonstration project in conjunction with Johns Hopkins University. How did that come about? So that came about um, back in 2018. We applied through the Ann Arbor Area Community Foundation Vital Seniors Competition, and we won an award of half a million dollars for that program. So then we stood that program up with support from Johns Hopkins University, and we launched our first cohort of that um, just prior to the pandemic. So then we had to shut down for about six months, and then we recently relaunched it in June as as a hybrid model. So we're doing more of the visits virtually and we're limiting the contact in the home. But when we do go into the home, the occupational therapist is going in and the nurse is going in to assess the home to make sure it's safe for the senior. And we're doing things like assisting them uh, with learning how to use a walker, um, reducing trip hazards in the household, putting assistive devices in the bathroom so it makes it easier to shower. So sit chairs, detachable shower heads, grab bars. And so the OT absolutely needs to go in and be able to make sure that those are at appropriate heights for the client so that, you know, when they're grabbing for it, it's at the right height so that they uh, prevent a slip. What has been the response from the clientele to this kind of uh, more personalized service? So it's uh, a targeted program for specific clients with fall risk or if they've gotten out of uh, the hospital. And so if a client's referred to us after a fall, we've been um, assisting them with this program. And many clients have said they have felt empowered through the CAPABLE program because they work on action plans that aren't just driven by the clinician, by the nurse and the OT. The nurse and the OT say, okay, so you've had a fall. How has that changed what you need to do in your home? What is it you want to get back to doing? And it's always surprising. You know, it's not always I want to get back to, you know, walking around the park. A lot of times it's I just want to be able to safely get in and out of the bathtub, safely go up and down the stairs. Things we all too often take for granted. Right. And so they work on this as a skill set with them through time, throughout, you know, three to six months so that they work on those skills. And at the end, they always tell us, I feel empowered and that that now I can advocate for myself. Is it intended to be offered in perpetuity or does it have an expiration date? So it does have an expiration date. So we um, are operating this pilot program through the end of 2021, and we also have funding through 2022. And then the hope is that eventually this could be covered under your Medicare or Medicaid benefits. So if you are released after having a fall, your insurance could pay for you to have um, a capable intervention for a few months. 
which would be really helpful for most of our seniors who live on less than $1,100 a month. Hopefully we're beginning to exit the pandemic process, but what are the lessons you've learned that can be carried forward to the benefit of those you serve and to the organization in and of itself? So what we have learned is that having the flexibility to change our delivery schedule has been really beneficial for clients. So now that things are opening back up, we're finding that, you know, many of our clients, you know, nutrition is a barrier. Transportation is a barrier. Getting to and from doctors and appointments are a barrier. So rather than needing to be home Monday through Saturday at a core time of 11 to 1.30 to get your meals, so a lot of folks like that we have an opportunity that they can get more meals on a Monday so that they can be off the program on a Tuesday and go visit their doctor and not feel um, stressed by having to get back by a certain time. Otherwise, they won't have a nutritious meal to eat for the day or for the next day. Well, sometimes eating is for nutrition. Sometimes it's for fun. And as I mentioned at the outset, we're a little more than a month away from Thanksgiving, and I imagine planning and preparation is already underway. So many of our elderly end up having to spend the holiday alone. How does Ypsilanti Meals on Wheels try and make it the day better? So uh, our kitchen at Michigan Medicine um, produces a Thanksgiving meal with all the trimmings, homemade pumpkin pie, green bean casserole, homemade uh, sister rolls, oven-roasted turkey, gravy, mashed potatoes, a fruit tray. And then we also do decorative holiday Thanksgiving cookies that are from the Terry Bakery and Ypsilanti. As it's already a better holiday cookies. than I'm going to have. <laughs> For those in the community that want to contribute in some way, how can we best do that? So there's quite a few ways, and we've pivoted how volunteers can get involved with us as well, because we know not everyone feels comfortable being back out in the community. Always need volunteers on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays to deliver meals on the between 11 and 1. Other options are they can become a friendly caller if they want to you know, share an hour or two of their time every week for three to six months. We can connect them with a senior who would appreciate the friendly call. They can collect items for our personal care pantry. They can write greeting cards at the holidays for the seniors. Um, those are all really great ways folks can get involved with us. And if that's, a, you know, if folks have more means, if they wish to donate on average, it's $7 a day to provide two meals a day. So people can contribute, you know, that way as well. Also looking for new board members. So if you are a great strategic thinker. We would always love to have people join our board as well. Getting involved is the best way to help solve, right? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for the time today, Allison. I do appreciate it. Thanks so much, David. And thanks everyone in the community for your ongoing support of programs like Meals on Wheels and for nutrition in our community. It has made a very, very big difference for us over the last 20 months. That is Allison Foreman, President and CEO of Ypsilanti Meals on Wheels, and our guest on Washtenaw United. This weekly feature series is produced in partnership with the United Way of Washtenaw County, and you hear it every Monday. I'm David Fair, and this is your community NPR station, 89.1 WEMU-FM and WEMU-HD1 Ypsilanti.